Hi, and welcome to episode 244 of No Crying in Baseball, the Where's Potty Mouth episode. My name's Patty, and I'm here with my friend Avery, because Potty Mouth is somewhere else. Hi, Avery. How are you? (laughs) Hi. Good. How are you? I am good. So um, Avery has been asking for about four years now, I think, when you're going to be on the show. Is that about right? Pretty much, I'm sure, since it started. <laughs> I've been... and, and and all of a sudden, you got what you wished for. You okay with that? I did. I wasn't <laughs> expecting it, but here I am. Here I am. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I saw Avery again after a long time because we were both working the Thunderbolts game, the collegiate uh, local uh, baseball league. Um, I was doing the scoreboard, and Avery was keeping the book. I'm like, well, you know. You know, you're going to ask me again. This time I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I was trapped and I brought it up and I had no idea it was coming for me. So, and here you are. Here yeah, you are. So hold tight, everybody. To start. Solo episode <laughs> to start. I'm diving right in. I'm diving yeah, right we be- in. We believe in you. We believe in you for sure. Um, a couple couple things before we get rolling. I want to um, congratulate friend of the show, uh, Paloma Banak, because she got to throw out the first pitch at Nats Pride. You may remember us talking about Paloma before. She's with DC Girls Baseball. And so that's pretty cool. And there are lots of photos of her um, yucking it up with Sean Doolittle, the patron saint of oh. no crying in baseball. So Awesome. Right? Yep. Pretty cool. Amazing. He's our favorite. And we want to welcome our new Patreon supporter, Christine, who just um, just joined Patreon this past week. And we appreciate Christine and the others who help support this podcast. All right. On today's show, we've got Boyfriends featuring Questionable Qhar, Met Player Stepping Up for Pride Night, and Avery's Nats Guys. We've got a fashion report on the Brewer City Connect uniforms. We've got a wrap-up of the Softball World Series. We've got teams starting to take minor league conditions seriously, again with a sticking to sports. And we may have a late-breaking surprise from Oakland because the Potty Mouth family and some of our West Coast pals are currently, as we are recording, at a Royals-A's game in Oakland Coliseum. So, you know, if you're there, you've probably seen them because I believe they may be the only ones in the ballpark. I don't know. (laughs) So we're going to start with boyfriends. And if you're new to the show, um, Potty Mouth and I pick boyfriends from every team, profile them in the off season. And these are guys that we think are, you know, clearly have a good time playing baseball, are good at playing baseball, and they have something else about them that makes them want us want us um, to go have a beer with them or just think we have a good conversation with them because they're pretty darn cool. So we're going to invite Avery to tell us about some of her favorite guys. Yeah. So, um, I mean, being raised a Nats fan, I was lucky enough to have many a Nats boyfriends uh, on the team. Um, but the one I've been kind of following recently in particular is Josh Bell, uh, the first baseman, replaced Ryan Zimmerman after he retired. Um, and he is actually right now the team leader in batting average. He bats 299 uh, and has 44 RBIs this season, which is Fantastic. And when I checked yesterday, um, he had five home runs in the last seven days, uh, four of them being in the recent uh, series with the Phillies. He did go 0-3 today, but we won, so it doesn't matter. But he is um, – <laughs> it doesn't matter. But uh, he's super fun to watch on the field and um, in the game with the Phillies. In one of the – I think it was game two of the series with the Phillies. He had a great playoff play with the catcher. Um, I have his name. Uh, Ruiz. Um, mm-hmm. and Bell like made like a leaping save for a pickoff, um, and the second game and I did, he just, the Nets don't have a hard time looking like they're having fun on the field. So it's just nice seeing that as the new guys are coming in, they're still, you know, having that fun. And 
other boyfriends. We had Ryan Zimmerman's retirement ceremony uh, this weekend, and uh, our friend Rosie described it as a bestie reunion um, <laughs> to everyone else. There was a ton of old Nats players, ton of old Nats boyfriends, um, and there was a lot of cool stuff, especially from Sean Doolittle, who was able to throw pitches, and uh, they had a really cool tribute video for Ryan Zimmerman. Um, so uh, Sean Doolittle also had a nice little feature in that. So that's my boyfriend wrap up. Very nice. Very nice. Um, I've been harping on Adley Rutschman with the O's because, you know, he's my favorite of this year's boyfriend, boyfriend mm. crew. And um, in his, we've been lamenting that his bat hasn't been awake and it's awake now. Um, his oh. last three games, he went five for 11, including his first major league home run. I'm really mad at my cell phone because I was trying to keep the notification of his home run in my notifications and the dang thing decided to update and it cleared all my notifications. And so no. he's got a homework. Yeah, I know. It was like, I just, it made me happy every single day. Yeah. You just like looking gone. at it. Yeah. Just like, yeah, it's, you know, it, it restores my faith. Um, he, two doubles, four RBI, three runs, one of them on a wild pitch. My, my thing that I'm concerned about with Adley is um, his QHAR. I don't know. Are you familiar with QHAR? Have we explained that to you, Avery? No, I'm not. So a, a friend of the show, Ollie invented a, um, a stat that we now use with our boyfriends and it's quality okay. hair above replacement. <sighs> okay. So QHAR for short. Okay. And Adley had this, okay. I refer to it as bouncing and behaving, which anybody who was in high school in the eighties with me will get as an old shampoo commercial. And everybody else, <laughs> including Avery will look at me like, what on earth are you talking about? <laughs> I get it though. I see it. I see the bouncing and behaving. I see it. You, you know what it means immediately, right? You don't have to have mm -hmm. the cultural reference. It's fine. Except for he's trying to grow a mustache. And I am not a big fan of the just a mustache thing. So I think his QR is kind of at a draw right now. I don't know if you've seen it, but right now it's at like the, the dirty upper lip kind of. Oh level. yeah. No, not a fan of that either. Not a fan. Um, my uh, hammers. Okay, so um, Avery, just so you know, when we talk about Atlanta, we call them the hammers because we think their okay. their team name should honor Hammer and Henry Aaron instead gotcha. of the the name that they use. So my gotcha. my hammers boyfriend is, this year is is Adam Duvall, who in the the past week his OPS is like one point oh eight four. He scored six runs, actually seven. He hit another homer yesterday. He had a multi homer game in the past seven days, yet he lost his arbitration hearing. To the team, the team is paying him a million dollars less than he asked for, even though he's that good. So wow. I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, it's not pretty. Um, but the Atlanta winning streak ended at 14. They won 14 games in a row. They lost to the Cubs on Friday, which was ironic because it ended the Cubs' 10-game losing streak. Oh, so that is that. interesting. Yeah, yeah. So they were both like on on these paths that just clashed. Um, yeah. Since Potty Mott's not here to to toot her own boyfriend horn, I'm going to mention her former boyfriend Mark Hanna, who actually initially was her A's boyfriend, but now he's with the Mets because Mets just had their Pride Night, and this is the first time that I've seen players actually engage on social media trying to get fans excited about Pride Night. Mm. And he was one of them. Like he was posting, um, okay, like, who am I going to see there? We're really excited about doing this. Come on out. Yeah. And also, you know, we don't have pitchers as boyfriends because we have stupid rules and we're very complicated. But Mets pitcher, Taiwan Walker, hung out in the team store and said, like for like half an hour and said, anybody who wants to buy pride gear, just tell them I'm buying it when you go to the cashier and I'm paying for it. Wow. So for like half an hour he underwrote everybody's like Mets pride gear. So that was pretty cool. That's awesome. You don't think you see that coming from the Mets, but <laughs> I guess I'll, I guess I'll support them. I, I know. I was like, Oh my God, the Mets are winning me over. 
It's it's very weird. I hate weird it. To... What is this? I know it's just very wrong. <laughs> and because Potty Mouth is not here, although she will be editing this and may cut this out, Junior Potty Mouth wanted me to mention that that their guy Manny Machado mm. hit his 1500th hit. And he's the 17th player to reach 1,500 hits and 250 home runs before 30. He is still 29 years old. So that's crazy. It's isn't that crazy? He's he, Manny Machado's good at baseball. Potty Mouth does not like him because she's got a a legitimate Red Sox grudge against him. And I <laughs> I fully support. I mean, do you do you have any like sports grudges or like 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 unreasonable things? Like I I just can't bear this team or this person because oh, of whatever. Yeah, um, the Astros ever since. <laughs> world series like way back when um mm-hmm. who is he's the small player on the astros what is jose altuve yes jose altuve. i hate altuve mm-hmm. i hate him i hate him i can't stand him just looking at him i get pissed off i can't do it and i don't know what it is i just like i every time i see him i'm just like i just want to flick him off the base like i i can't stand it i can't stand it but that's like really my only i don't think i i have another Really good. I mean, I'm really not a big fan of the Mets. So, like, if you play for them, I'm like, meh. But um, other than that, is is, is Scherzer dead to you now because he plays for the Mets? No, or? but see, that's the thing. Now that now the line's blurring because he's one of my favorites, and now he's over there, and I'm like, okay, I, I know you got to go where the money goes, and you got to go where the job will take you. But it's like, come on, New York, the Mets, really? I know, like, I know, I know. It's like you could have stayed in L.A. He could have stayed in L.A. for a little bit. Yeah, I know. Weirdly, I feel better about the Mets than I do about the Dodgers, though. I don't know. Mm, I guess I just don't. I'm not a West Coast gal. I don't really pay attention to them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. <laughs> hey, so how about the Midwest? So the the Brewers have released their new City Connect jerseys this week. What do you think? Uh, they are something else. I was talking to um, was talking to Kim earlier today, and they are so hideous. I hate to say it. <laughs> I hate to say it. I hate the colors. I hate, I mean, the the Brew Crew is the only thing I will tolerate because I do enjoy having like a fan nickname on the jerseys. I think that like four City Connect jerseys, I think that's really cool. Um, and that's kind of like the whole point. But I don't get the appeal. First of all, the colors, no, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, and- it's a weird blue. I mean, like I like sort of like the baby blue on the Blue Jays, but this is kind of a weird blue. It's like a not right blue. No, and the ye- like mixed with the yellow and like the little bit of white, there's just not enough. Like there's too much blue and not enough anything else that you're just like, mm. Did you read about the symbolism on these? Apparently like the yellow and white stripes around the sleeve are supposed to be like the head on a beer, which you think would appeal to me, but it doesn't. Yeah, I was looking, I was looking at um a few places. I am on MLB.com and it also said that they have... um. In the letters, there's like the MKE on the hats for Milwaukee, and then there's also 414 embedded in it um, for the city's area code. Um, and there's like little subtle designs, but I thought that um, I thought that was interesting. But it's like if you're gonna put in all that work to make it symbolic, make it cute, right? Like you got right. Like if you're yeah. putting in all the effort, might as well. And they also said it was um, the colors play tribute to the people's flag of Milwaukee and invoke Lake Michigan and the sun, two key pieces of a Milwaukee summer day. And apparently grilling. There's something about grilling <laughs> on there. Um, I don't know. I, it, does grilling need to be on a baseball jersey? I really don't think so. I Yeah. So here's my thing. So uh, we have talked about other other cities, city connectors in the past. And it wasn't until the Nats put out their cherry blossom one that I realized – 
I guess people who don't live in the city just don't get it. A lot, there's a lot of hate from outside of DC about the, the cherry blossoms. And we're like, no, mm -hmm. these are excellent. I'm like, yeah. oh, I wonder if if when I slam on other cities, um, if I'm missing something. But I don't feel mm -hmm. like I am here. I want to feel like I'm. we're right about this. Yeah, I... I, maybe I am biased, but the cherry blossoms were like, like, like I said, visually appealing. Like, I think also it's like you kind of want to look a little bit badass, and this—that's not it. Like, it looks like they like are belong on a kids show, kind of. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> hey, so um, if you're listening to this and you disagree with us, please feel free to write the corrections department and Potty Mouth, who's not here today, will have to deal with you. I'm just saying. So. <laughs> <laughs> not us. Not either of us. Not us. No, not about us. Hey, so pretty exciting um, Pride Month news. Um, for those of you who are fans of the All-American Girls um, Professional Baseball League and follow Maybell and the other players who have been around for decades who really support girls playing baseball, there was huge news this week. Um, you may know that there's a... Um, Amazon, I think, is putting out a new uh, series based on a league of their own. And there was a, a panel discussion with people who are involved in that series. And Maybell was there. Maybell is 95 years old. And as part of this panel discussion, she came out. For the first time. For the, for first, the first time. time. And Crazy. she said, but, like, she has been, like, this role model for girls playing baseball. And now she's a role model all over again for different reasons. She said, I mm -hmm. think it's a great opportunity for these young girl ball players to realize that they're not alone and you don't have to hide. I hid for 75, 85 years. And this is actually basically the first time I've ever come out. 95 years old. This woman is a national treasure. That's insane. Do, does she have a partner? Like, is there, like, she just never officially came out? Or I'm not sure the full... I, yeah, I don't thing. know that 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 she was forthcoming about that, but apparently she yeah. did tell a story about going to her first gay bar in the forties. And so I, I do want to, wow. I want that story. I totally yeah, want that so, story. In the, yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh my gosh! That's so crazy. yay, Maybelle. That's, that's awesome. Yep, yep, for sure, for sure. Hey, so um, the softball World Series finished up last week, and I completely blew it off, and I feel a little guilty <laughs> about that. But Avery didn't, and so Avery, I invite you to tell us what we missed. Yeah, so it was um, it was pretty insane this year. I've been following the you know the softball World Series. I don't know, probably since middle high school. And one of the teams that I've followed since the beginning um, is Oklahoma. And uh, it started with my obsession for Cindy uh, Sydney Romero back in like 2016. And I have become a really big fan of both the the team from Oklahoma and their coaching. Patty Gasso is the coach of Oklahoma and they ended up winning the world series. Um, they beat Texas 2-0 in the finals, which is like, it wasn't even a competition and they beat game one. They beat them 16 to one and game two, they beat them 10 to five, which is just like incredible for you're playing. You have the two best of the best teams and they're absolutely blowing them out. So Oklahoma just consistently has a an amazing offense one of their seniors Jocelyn um I'm not sure if it's a low or a, a Lou, uh but she um is like a power hitter um for the team she has an insane batting average uh for 2021 her batting average was 475 and God. <laughs> yeah it's insane she's insane and she is um a power left fielder um she's so uh it's it was just Un watching her is unbelievable and so she ended up she really came through for the team in the finals um and she had a crazy home run um and a a good last catch in the last inning to get one of the last outs um which is really touching you know for you know her senior season um but this year there's just a lot of um 
really dominant teams. And luckily enough, Oklahoma was one of them that I got to follow. Uh, but they ended up going 10 and one in the postseason. Um, so they absolutely blew the other teams out of the water and they went 59, three for the regular season. So just consistently wait, wait, powerhouse 59 and three mm-hmm, for the season. Good, good Lord. They're insane. They're honestly like probably one of the best college sports teams, like in any sport, like, like this, this 2022 season has been so crazy. And I, because I started watching them in so long, 2016, you know, you think every year that they're not going to get any better. You're like, okay, well you can't possibly beat this power team. And then, you know, four or five years later now I'm looking at this new team and they are even better than they were before and absolutely dominating. So the, the world series, um, was happening end of May, June, um, and uh, Texas and Oklahoma both were pretty good. Uh, they had pretty great records uh, throughout the playoffs. And uh, th- like I said, those last games, Oklahoma just, they had their bats hot and ready, and their defense is just so tight. It is amazing to watch. It's like literally, I don't I, – I, I get a little bit more for softball than baseball, I think. I think I, in my head it's a little bit faster paced. And mm-hmm. I just watching them, it's like they are they are with it. Three on, three out every single time. Like if it's not with a strikeout, it's like an amazing fielding play. They're awesome, amazing. I, I feel like I saw a home run robbery video going around social media from the yeah, World Series. Like, like some super amazing home run robbery there was really great I was before this I was like like I was like I was like world series women's college world series like highlight tape 2022 and I was watching some of the really great plays not just by Oklahoma but their outfield is just incredible like I was saying their senior Jocelyn um who's in left field but just like it's like they're they're starting their starting lineup is amazing and then any relief they have come in any subs they have come in it's like consistently every single person is so strong and I just I'm like how do you either one get so lucky or a lot of the credit I'm sure is owed to coach Patty Gasso who's been there since uh 95 so she's been there a while and she really knows what she's doing and the girls just have such a strong respect and like dedication to win for her and win for each other that it's just so clear on the team and like that's what I care about when watching sports you know like that's why I fell in love why like I love the Nats and why I love all these teams that have the personality and like their team is there and they're cohesive and strong it was just a great World Series to watch being a fan of them and it was actually tell it was available to watch too it was like yeah women's sports that were uh, you could see them on they're like an ESPN or something yeah so the women's college world series actually has been I've been watching it on tv pretty much since it came on like that's how I started watching it is I would just flip through the channels and there'd be three games on but as the um as the competition is getting crazier and crazier and there's been a lot of um talk of Oklahoma this season just as being one of like one of the best college sports teams uh there the the want and the need to be watching the college softball world series really skyrocketed so they had it on like espn one or like literally had it on like main stage um especially during the finals if not earlier on in this in the um, playoffs as well so that was really just great seeing you know girls on tv doing a sport that i love uh and getting the real airtime so that was really great that is excellent yeah we've talked about that before it's like if you 
sometimes networks don't broadcast women's sports because they say no one's going to watch. I'm like, well, they're not going to watch it because they don't know about it until you start mm-hmm. broadcasting it. And it sounds like that's what happened here. It's like, okay, people started watching it. And so then it grew. And now it's, now it's prime time. Now it's, now it's, you know, the number one Definitely. channel. And I think just the appeal of, you know, how having, like I was saying about it being a little bit faster paced, you have the smaller field, you have like the more intent, the pitches are a little bit like they're different. The hitting, everything is so different when you look at it at a smaller lens with softball versus baseball, that it's so much more in my, at least in my humble opinion, especially with a, with a great team like Oklahoma, it's like every single game is action packed and you, and it's just like truly a good time watching and you don't get bored. Um, which I think is really beneficial to being on ESPN because people are going to be like, Oh my gosh, maybe it's not as, boring or unavailable as I thought it was. So I think that having it on will definitely also spark a new generation of maybe some kiddos who want to see themselves on the field like that too, which would be nice. Yeah, for sure. And that's a reminder, softball is a different sport than baseball. Like Avery was mm-hmm. saying, you know, it, it's the field is different. The pitches are different. It's, it, it's similar. It feels it's different. Not, it feels different. And it's not girls baseball. It's mm-hmm. softball. It's its own thing. So let's let's keep them separate. Let's value them equally. But remember, they're different sports. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Let's talk about um, minor leagues. You know, we've been following the conditions for minor league players, which was supposed to get better once the league took over their um, their affiliated teams. I mean, remember, they, they cut a bunch of teams last year and said, OK, now we are um, we're in charge. We're going to take care of all you know our farm teams, our, our single A, our double A, our triple A teams. Um, and Advocates for Minor Leaguers is a nonprofit organization that we're really fond of that's been following this and trying to make sure that the uh, that MLB is doing what it's supposed to be doing. Like it's taking it respo- its responsibility seriously. And one of the things they did recently was report cards on two things on did the major league um, did like the 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 the, um, the parent club? Did they pay the players for spring mm-hmm. training, and did they provide housing like they were supposed to do starting this year? And not everybody did. So I'm um, go to advocates for minor leaguers to see their report card. But something that 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 they just did was, you know, Mets changed ownership again with the Mets. Oh my God, changed <laughs> ownership last year. You know, Steve Cohen, bazillionaire Steve Cohen, bought the team, and he said oh, I was not aware of these problems with the minor leagues. We're going to have a proposal to fix them. And then they didn't really share a proposal. So a New York State Senator Jessica Ramos said, hey, let's talk about this. We're going to hold you to this because, you know, these are our people. We need to take care of them. And so there was a meeting. Um, It was just talked about this week, but I think it looks like it happened back in April with Mets leadership and advocates for minor leaguers and this state senator. And they were supposed to have a meeting this week that was going to include player representatives, which is great because you can say, are you getting paid? Are you getting fed? Do you have a bed to sleep in? Right. I mean, like what's what's the situation, but what they wanted to talk about that actually got rescheduled. So we'll report back when that really (laughs) happens. Yeah. Yeah, Surprise. Right. When if, when if, (laughs) right. But the things they wanted to talk about were pay working conditions. Um, they like, uh, salary, housing, meals, transportation, off-season training and the fact that different cities have different costs of living. So if you're paying somebody what's a living wage, you know, in the in the Midwest, it's not going to be the same as if they're in New York State or California, for instance. Mm-hmm. So it, these are all like reasonable labor issues to talk about. And I'm happy to see the Mets started the conversation. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with that. Definitely. Yeah. Is there, we're, 
Are there other um, organizations now rallying behind them and also doing a similar thing? Or is it still just the Mets that have taken this action? Because I, I, this can't just be a, a New York problem. This, this must be everywhere. Yeah, it is everywhere. And there are a lot of there are some teams who um, definitely were falling short on what they're supposed to be responsible for. Like they weren't providing the housing that they're supposed to provide and they weren't paying for all the things that that currently they're supposed to be paying for. But the the problem for the players is the the players union for the major league teams doesn't include the minor league players. So they haven't Mm. in the past had a unified voice. Yeah. But now that there's this advocates for minor leaguers and there's another organization called More Than Baseball that are providing tools and sort of a, a platform to organize minor league players to so they can unify and talk as one group as opposed to a little bit here, a little bit there. But the Mets are the first team that I've heard of that's having this kind of direct meeting with players and with one of these organizations to say, okay, here's what we are doing. What should we be doing better? That's huge. That's huge. Yeah, that's definitely great. Let's just hope that, you know, they, they listen to the concerns of their players and you just got to have a strong, if you can't support your minor league team, how do you expect them to ever trust you in the majors? It's like, it's, you can't, <laughs> you can't do that. So hopefully there are some, some good changes being made for them in the near future. Yeah. I mean, the housing thing is big and most teams yeah, are doing I, it. How? How are you not housing your players? Right. And especially when, when players are getting sent up and sent back down so quickly, it's like you can't sign a lease if you're going to yeah. be, you know, ideally moving up or sadly moving back down. So if they have apartments, you just like stick the guy in that apartment. When he moves up, stick the next guy in that apartment and you've got a place. Yeah. And they're not worried about it. So Definitely. hopefully, hopefully that will um, be it for all 30, all 30 teams and all, all of their levels of affiliated teams there. Do you know how the... Um the local minor league teams in our area um, scored on the report card? Like, were they? Yeah. So both the O's and the Nats scored pretty well, but I'm a little suspicious because I was ta- I'm was i talking to a player who plays for the Fred Nats, which is single A, who okay. says they're being put up in a hotel, which is one is allowed except for it. The regulations are, they have to have like a cooking facility. It's like, you yeah. know, no more than, you know, a, one person per bedroom, um, cooking. For, or I guess it's no more than two people. You know, but they're trying to avoid like the five guys in a one room yeah. apartment, sleeping on the floor and sleeping in the kitchen and all of that. And so there, yeah. there are very specific rules. But apparently, like this hotel doesn't have kitchens yet. The Nats um, housing box got checked off. So I kind of want to mm. fact check that a little bit. So I'm not yeah, definitely I'm not sure. Loophole. But I think I think our local teams are actually pretty good here. So I'm happy about that because I do love to go to see minor league games and I feel better about cheering them on when I know they're taking care of their guys. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. So one of my favorite uh, publications to read um, is um, the athletic. I don't know if you, if you follow the athletic. My, My dad is a reader. Yeah. So they started years ago as a place that was going to, you know, a subscription based and they were going to like, pay their writers to do their thing and it was going to be independent and it's pretty great the writing is pretty darn good and then the new york times bought the athletic in january and they said you guys are going to remain independent as far as your editorial stuff and all of this and that just changed they have a new policy where they're basically telling their writers to stick to sports and we harp on this a lot because when we talk about baseball we talk about labor. We talk about economics. We talk about immigration. We talk about a Mm -hmm. lot of things because those are integral into 
you know, the players' lives and how how the game is run and how how owners behave and how all all those things. So the New York Times is saying um, the the quote is in accordance with the new policy, staff members should not express their political beliefs on social media or any platform. I I, I got yeah. nothing because I, yeah what the athletic had been doing was like treating their writers like people. It's like, you have opinions and Crazy, you know, right. Yeah. Right. Go figure. That's like telling players they shouldn't say these things. You know, there's the whole mm-hmm. shut up and dribble stuff. You know, it's like, Oh, you know, you know, you're, you are only, you're in this pigeonhole as an athlete. You shouldn't be thinking about social justice or any of those things. So it was that it's that fuzzy that the policy is that fuzzy. And so, so the writers are saying things like, well, okay, what about, Black Lives Matter. Is that a social cause or a political cause? Who's going to mm-hmm. write about athlete protests? Those are clearly political, but they involve the athletes. What about trans athletes in sports? And it says where this policy gets you is that the people who care the most about a particular issue, the people who are most informed about a particular issue, are now the ones who are banned from covering the issue. Yeah. And it also doesn't say because it, does, so it doesn't say how it's going to like rule on that, like what is crossing the line. Like they gave a couple of examples, like. Um, gun massacres are bad is okay to say but we should have you know <laughs> stronger gun control laws it's not allowed to be said it's not allowed to be said i mean is that weird it's like really um yeah. but it also doesn't say what the consequences are if you violate the policy so okay mm-hmm. so what if i do cross the line because i have an opinion and i express it on my twitter account uh, what happens to me i don't know it doesn't yeah. say so and that you, just gives the line so much more blurriness of like they can do whatever they want then with for that punishment they're not setting those those grounds for you like that no one has to hold them accountable to be like oh you said that you wouldn't do this or you would do this it not putting any consequences in there is just leaving the door open for the most extreme of cases it absolutely is i mean like there's no there's, there's no clear lines about what violating the policy is and no clear lines about what happens when you do. So it's this real, it makes a lot of people very uncomfortable. And, and it's setting them up for failure. It's setting them up to face these consequences that are unknown. Yeah. yeah it's like all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, I write for this publication. Um, I earn a living doing it. And now am I going to feel shut down because I don't want to lose my job? But really, how can I not say this? Because this is how I feel. Yeah. This is, this is crazy. It's what do you, how, I don't even get it. I never understood it. I never understood separating players from politics, anybody from it. I think it's so important as far as everything. Um, and as far as writing goes, it's so important in sports. So many issues are brought up in sports leagues and in the entertainment forms that we have today that like, you can't not especially like, like you were saying, immigration, um, like racism, the everything, everything in sports that is so deep, you got to be able to talk about it. And you got to be able to talk about the injustices and what better than a, a, a piece of publication that is focused on sports and the people in those sports. Like you got to care about the people, you got to care about their rights. That's right. That's right. And the, the ironic piece of this for me was that this story appeared in uh, on a website called Defector. And a long time ago, Deadspin, which was a place I always went to for like quirky sports stories, mm. a bunch of their writers left years ago when Deadspin was under new ownership because they said, hey, guys, stick to sports. And so a bunch of their writers left, started Defector, and now they're the ones who are covering this thing that's happening at the, at the Athletic. 
It's like, what mm. are you doing? Are you guys all going to go to the Defector now? I mean, I'm going to be subscribed yeah. to the Defector, I think, as soon as we're done recording today, because I, you got to support independent journalism. Yeah, so the Defector is pretty solid on there. They're still and they're still keeping their ground, and they're, and they're just reporting on this. They're not, you know, keeping that same mindset, which is good. I'm assuming. Yeah, just Defector is um, it's owned by staff. I mean, it. Okay. So, so the writers actually own it. So they're like, That's yeah, so we can important. talk about whatever we want to talk about, right? That's so. It's <laughs> seems so so easy and when you think about it but it's i guess it doesn't come that common sense to everybody else yeah and the fact that that it's like the new york times doing this to the athletic because you know the new york times like the gray lady is always being held up as this epitome of you know of of Mm. journalism and all that's like "Mm," except for when it's not yeah (laughs) everything i it's just you can't help but be like who who hired who at what level was this decision made and like what 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 were the real intentions on because it's not them it's it's not anything to do with we feel like sports aren't being covered enough we feel like the the attitude of the of the the not broadcast the attitude of the the piece of journalism is changing or shifting it's literally just that somebody somewhere decided that they didn't want to hear about it and it trickled down the you know the ladder to affect the everyday people who work for the magazine which is just so upsetting and affecting its readers they're going to lose readers from this they are, and they're going to narrow down their readers to just the people who are like, you know, preaching to the choir. It's like, I only want to hear about these two things, and they're only going to tell you those two things anymore, right? If you just want to read about just the simple sports, go to ESPN. You there know, you if, go. You don't want any, if you don't want anything else, just go read, go watch the game. Go, just go, go watch, watch the game. That's right. <laughs> like, go read, like, watch the interview. Go do, like, get it somewhere else. If you want the journalism, you want the, you want the report on it, you got to have some outside opinions. And, I don't know. That is uh, nothing grinds my gears. Like take politics out of everything. So, yep. Cause you can't, you just can't. You can't. Oh my gosh. It never, never does. Um, so I, I said that, you know, Avery and I were hanging out at a, a collegiate baseball game last week. And then um, Junior Potty Mouth and I went to another game. I went to an away game um, in Olney, which is a suburb here. It's just a little north of here. It's got one of the teams in the same league because the T-Bolts were away. And um, Avery, you need to come with us next time because the crop dusters, this new team they're insane aren't they they are insane what 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 is what is what do you know about the crop dusters um i know enough that i was looking through their books uh i was flipping through the book um on previous games and mm-hmm. i was watch and i was looking at crop duster books and they were one completely dominated like their hitting looked like it was out of this world and then uh i remember someone else was saying that they have a lot of funding so they have really cool jerseys too is what i heard so I'm in for that. But um, I just have heard that they're a powerhouse. They are a powerhouse, but their really cool jerseys are um, in the eye of the beholder because they are mm. they have alternate home jerseys, which are basically overalls. They're oh. like pl- they're playing into the rural thing and it's kind of scary. But we, we when, when we went yesterday, they were their regular home uniforms are yellow top to bottom, like Savannah banana yellow. Mm. And they're they're a little shiny. But the so they play at a boys and girls club. So there's no bleachers. So you could bring your own chair, which is great because we were sitting like right up against the backstop. We we're having a great time. But nice. they also have hay. They have hay bales available if you want to sit on those. Oh, oh they're oh, really, oh, yeah. they're really, they're going in on this this whole. Crop they're leaning there. in. They're leaning in, but also because they're not on park property like um, the Thunderbolts are, they can serve beer. They had craft beer. So wow. you know, it's like, well, you got to bring your own chair, but you can have an adult beverage. Yeah, and you you don't got to worry about the county 
So I right, get, right. You gotta enjoy it. So we we not only had so we had um, local oak beer there, but then afterwards we went to a brewery called Elder Pine, which was near the ballpark, and that's what I'm drinking right now. I'm drinking something called a Choice Pivo Oak. I was aged. wondering. I didn't recognize your can. I was wondering what it was. It's very fancy, oak aged Czech style pilsner, and it's very classy because it's it's black and shiny gold. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also delicious. So it's not just in the eye of the beholder. It's also in the taste buds. Look it's very that. good. So, so, you know, if you do end up going to a crop duster game after you laugh at them, actually having the players dance to cotton eyed Joe at the seventh inning stretch, Avery, they made See, the players that's do what it. I need. That's what I need. That's what I need. You got to humble them. You got to get them on the same page. Oh, <laughs> I could talk about this. I got to talk. About, I could talk about this for hours. Like just having a team mentality and like they're all probably embarrassed and hated it the first 10 times they had to do it. Well, they hated it last night too. I was yelling, (laughs) I'm sorry, this is happening to you. (laughs) But like they, they hate it, but you know, they love it. Like everyone's staring at them and laughing. Like it, it's, it shakes the, the jitters off or whatever it is, the stress of the seventh inning. And I, I just think it's so important. For team, and it, it probably has something to do with why they're successful as a team. Like being, I mean, I like I said, I just you can tell when a team is an actual team, and they're not just like like their teammates, not just assigned on a roster together. Yeah, so yeah, for sure, for sure. Even if it, if their their unifying emotion is mortification. It's I mean, unifying. It's, that's all that matters. It's unifying. It's we unifying. don't care how you care. Or, like, or, that's or all very that scary uniforms. No, that's all. It's okay. It's all good. It's like same thing as like raking the field after the game. You hate it. You're miserable. They they like it, like you don't want to do it. But now we have this bonding experience that we all like you said unifying. It gets yeah, us all on all, the same page. We can all complain about it together. Exactly. 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 So um, next time you come up in the press box at the T-Bolts games, I might be actually on the microphone as the PA announcer. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah. So my debut is going to be this coming Saturday. Um, And weirdly, it's a double header. So um, I'm a little scared about doing a nine inning and then a seven inning game back to back because there's a lot of paper and a lot. I don't know. We'll There's a lot of ads. There was when you were when you were in your little your training session when I was doing book that there was a lot of papers and there was a lot of script. So I could not do what you're doing. Well, if you're bored and you want to come and assist me with paper, you should feel free because boy, it's <laughs> it's fun to hang out in that press box. No, it is it is fun to hang out in there. And there's the the AC is nice. You're not you're not sweltering in the bleachers. And um, <laughs> I definitely I definitely did not mind it. And I like hearing, I like hearing the little broadcast in the corner. I think that that is just so snazzy. I love listening to, especially baseball. I could listen to people just like talk through a baseball game all day. I'll listen to it on the radio or whatever. And I just think that they, I just think that they bring something so fun to the game. So I definitely liked the booth up there with them. So I'll definitely be back. I love baseball on the radio and the Thunderbolts um, radio network is is really pretty good. It's really pretty good. So that's fun to listen to. Hey, wait, this is Potty Mouth here busting in from San Francisco. I came out here actually and coincidentally to go to the bat mitzvah of a relative named Avery. And now I'm busting in on the episode that was just so well done and planned out by Patty and Avery. Just to give you guys a little bit of a taste of what I've been doing out here in San Francisco. I went to an amazing A's game yesterday And we got to hang out with a bunch of our buddies, including Jeff from Two Strike Noise, our West Coast correspondent, Deborah, our good friend, Meredith Will.
Wales, who we recently interviewed about her amazing work with taking apart those baseballs. And also, we met a friend of the show, Braden, and his mom. So I attempted to do all sorts of recordings, but, you know, some people were buying me beer. It was a lovely day. I had a new microphone because I forgot mine at home. So needless to say, because of the aforementioned just extensive excuses, the quality just sucked a little bit. But luckily, we had this really nice conversation with our friend Braden and his mom, and I'm going to bring that part to you right about now. All right, here we are at the Oakland A's against the Kansas City Royals, and we have a friend of the podcast with us here that I'm super happy to meet, and that is Brayden. So, Brayden, can you tell me a little bit about your A's fandom? So, uh, I've been an A's fan ever since I was born. Uh, Got an A's game over the years. Been named after uh, Dallas Braden, who threw the perfect game. And that's it. I just want to thank you for being such a faithful friend of the podcast over these past few months, years. I don't know. How did you find us? Uh, so she, my mom found it, but I got a concussion playing baseball. So I was just stuck in my room for doing nothing for a week. And then she introduced it to me. I was like, I really like this. So we kept on listening. And I think I've only missed one week. And that was the Royals boyfriend episode. That is really impressive. So you went back into the backups and heard, like, that's that's a little embarrassing from the early stuff. To read. He couldn't be on screens. He couldn't read. And he refused to listen to, like, an audio book. So I said, well, let's listen to a podcast. And he goes, only about baseball. So uh, I found you guys, after listening to a bunch and going, no, nah, I don't want my 10-year-old, 11-year-old kid listening to this. Um, <laughs> And we found you guys, and I came into his room, and I was like, I, I have the podcast for us. And so we listen to it every Tuesday when a new one drops on our way to, uh, he has, takes a music class. That's one of his many activities he fits in between all of his baseball. And every Tuesday, we listen to you guys without fail on the drive down. It's about a 25-minute drive down and back to his music lesson. That is awesome. Thank you, guys. <laughs> You know, fight the man, get vaccinated. I was like, finally some women on the East Coast are also saying this because sometimes we think we're in our little Bay Area bubble and nobody else agrees with us about stuff. So we are just really excited and just loves you guys. And that's us talk about before, like you start talking about a player before you name him and he goes, oh, they're talking about so-and-so and he's always right. Well, I've, I've also got to add that like several times you have remembered stuff that we've said better than we have remembered it on following episodes so I definitely and maybe we need to get you as like an official fact checker sure yeah all right meanwhile the A's are up four to nothing so this is win very often unfortunately right now hence our fantasy name so um so I'm I, I told him I would be the legal over 18 adult for the fantasy team but it was all up to him because I would just be in the bottom so he runs it all and I just have the Yahoo account as the legal adult. Well, thank you guys for coming to find us here. It's so good to meet you and enjoy the game. It's getting loud. Thanks. It's time to sing. So on that note, I'm going to turn it back over to Patty for a little bit of a closing. Uh, I think... 
I might try to put my other random recordings up on our Patreon. So if you want access to full recordings, check us out on patreon.com slash no crying and b-ball. And there might be a few surprises up there from this trip. I don't know. Give me, give me some feedback if you want to hear it. So here we are back to our regularly scheduled closing. So um, if you like listening to No Crying in Baseball and you want to go back and check out some past episodes, please feel free to get caught up that way, especially checking out um, previous boyfriends and, and, you know, the profiles that we've done on these guys that maybe we mentioned today. If you have friends or family that you think might like to listen to us talk about baseball, please let them know about No Crying in Baseball. Um, the corrections department and conversations can be had on social media. Um, that's Potty Mouth's area. So on Instagram and Facebook, it's No Crying in B-Ball. On Twitter, it's at NCIB Podcast. Um, on the interweb is www.nocryinginbball.com. And if you have a couple of bucks you want to send our way, again, we aren't trying to make money on the podcast. We're just trying not to have it cost us money. Please, please feel free to go to <laughs> yeah. Patreon at patreon.com slash no crying in b-ball and help us out. And we'll thank you publicly. And we usually have outtakes and other fun things. Um, they're available to subscribers only. Look at you guys. So official. We do you try. Really, you guys are moving on up. I saw the Patreon thing. I was like, oh my goodness. I don't know. Avery, you're one of us now. It's not you guys. It's us guys now, Avery. You're, you are officially a guest host. You are you are now in the history thank books you, as a guest you, host on No Crying in Baseball. Um, and in, in her absence, we're going to say goodnight for Potty Mouth. Good night, Potty Mouth. Good night, pouty mouth. Pouty mouth. Potty mouth. Pouty mouth. That too. Yeah, pouty and potty. It's true. It's absolutely true.